Hey there, this is Andy. In this week's episode, we discuss the sensitive topic of body shaming and the backlash from the Cosmo UK magazine cover featuring Tess Holliday. We also talk about the job shaming of Jeffrey Owens and our own personal experiences with being ashamed of our jobs. And finally, we share some things for which we are absolutely 100% A-OK with shaming others for. Come on in and join the conversation. Okay, shut the door. story about uh the cosmo uk where the plus size model tess holiday yes was on the cover yes i did did you read about the um the body shaming mm-hmm. that's been mm-hmm. coming out because of this mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that so i'm on the side of shaming of any kind why so i do know that there have been some people who are saying that putting her on the cover of magazine is setting a poor example for young girls because they're going to all of a sudden go out and binge eat so that they can look like <laughs> Tess Holiday. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what's exactly what's going to happen, right? Yeah. I find it so interesting that they're willing to talk about this woman's body because she is a plus-size model who's on the cover of a magazine wearing a swimsuit a one-piece oh swimsuit <laughs> but it's shocking it's taboo yeah. right mm-hmm. so it's like they're they're so up in arms about it but what about i don't agree in shaming either way but for so long there's been a norm that you know thinner is better oh yeah right Especially here in the united states Absolutely. But nobody's out here talking about, I'm so concerned about you putting this thin woman on the, on the magazine. I'm so afraid that my child is now going to go out and begin to have an eating disorder, which honestly is probably more likely than not, right? For sure. It leans because society heavily leans that way. This one woman on this magazine. Well, I think it's great that Cosmo is doing it. I don't think it's going to ensue a generation of women to, or young girls rather, to go out and binge eat solely for the means of becoming a plus size model in the same way that there's been a generation of women who've had body image issues because of magazines like Cosmopolitan setting a standard that is not necessarily achievable by all young women. Right, right. Because it's, you know, these, the models on the covers of these magazines are usually unusually thin. Yes. Um, and, you know, whatever, that might be their their body. Sure. Um, but the average American, I can say for sure, right. is not that thin. And there is a real issue with women feeling shame in their body. I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. I have always wanted to be thinner. I've always wanted to um, do more and try to find some magic way to to be thin and fabulous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that body type. <laughs> sure. I don't. Mm-hmm. I I could 
even if I, you know, had an eating disorder, I don't think my body could get that thin and look that way anyway, just because of the way that I'm built. But regardless, (laughs) I feel like I'm lacking because of these thin women. So I I kind of find it refreshing that that Cosmo UK put this larger woman on the Mm -hmm. cover because it just shows that, you know, not everybody is a size zero. Very true. But but then, as you um, were mentioning, you know, there's all these small women and then all of a sudden now there's this uh, plus Plus size size model. What are we supposed to do with that? You know, it's so interesting to me when you really think about it, right? So think about it. This is Cosmo. This isn't their first issue, okay? (laughs) They've been around for a solid forever. And the norm is to put women on the cover with bodies that, like you said, are very thin and for most women are not attainable. And they've done that for decades on end. Yeah. Decades on end. And now they're putting a plus size. And I think to their, uh, let's be clear, Cosmo is a magazine that is out for business. Right. And the way the culture is today, it's fully inclusive, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. But Cosmo, where you been though? <laughs> no, like seriously. Yeah. To be clear, it is magazines like Cosmo who have created the narrative of this unattainable thin body who are now trying to be like, love everyone, which is great. I'm not opposed to it. I'm just conflicted. Like, what are you trying to sell me? Like, I'm just, I just don't understand it. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, you know, like you said, where you been? Yeah. What, you know, you just all of a sudden put one person on the cover and everything's better. Golden. It's it's all fixed. Right. Yeah. But, you know, next week's cover is probably, or month, I don't know if it's a weekly or a monthly magazine, but like... The next cover is probably going to be a, a size zero supermodel sure. on the cover. Exactly. And so, you know, just because this one time, but, you know, I don't, I sometimes wonder if these magazines do it just for publicity, not necessarily because exactly. they stand for something. That's what I'm saying. And it's so. like, it's, I'm just wondering, are they really changing their narrative? And I'm not, by no means, am I, am I trying to suggest that, that Tess Holiday is the other end of the extreme. But there is a range of women in between that. Yeah. I have not seen that. Right. I just have not seen that. So I don't know why we're going from one end of of the spectrum to another. It just feels like if you're going to be inclusive, include us all. Right. And not sporadically. Right. If you're going to do it, do it. Right. Just with this body image issue in general... You know, I always find it interesting that there's never anybody who's got, there might be a few people, right, that's got the perfect body, mm-hmm. right? There's always, you know, I remember, this is back in the um, Allie McBeal days, Calista Flockhart, I think, mm-hmm. I, that was her mm-hmm. name, right? I believe so, yeah. She was one of the layers on the show. She was super, super thin, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, oh my God, she's too skinny, mm-hmm. she's too skinny. And then I think probably sometime in that same decade, yeah. I believe that I heard people, there was like something about Drew Barrymore being fat mm-hmm. in a size, as a size eight. Mm-hmm. It's madness. Like, like you're, you're either too thin or you're too fat. And I'm sorry, but if size eight is too fat, we have some serious have problems. Mercy. For sure. For sure. So, like, I just don't know. Like, what is perfect? And how many people fit in that perfection category? Actually, no one. Because, you know, it's funny you say that because right about now, while this is going on, 
a week prior, there were some people who were shaming Kim Kardashian because apparently she's lost a ton of weight. Mm -hmm. I personally could care less, right? But she's lost a ton of weight. And now people are like, oh, she's... um." She's so skinny. Look at her. Apparently her neck looks really skinny or whatever people are saying. So I think people, one, just like to talk. Yeah. They just want to hear themselves talk. And they they can't just be happy for the person where they are. Right. So I don't, I mean, I don't know what it is. But you know what's funny though? Like, honestly, you know what's really funny about this? The body shaming is on women. <laughs> are you shaming a man's body? Oh, are you? Wow. You know, like, I mean, seriously, like, when you think about it, it's always about, she's too heavy, she's too thin, she's too thick, she's not eating enough. Like, what is he doing out there? I'm embarrassed right now. Because what? I've never even thought about that, but that is so true. It's for real. Yeah. It's for real. I just think, you know, we put... I don't know. Like, women are more than just whatever their bodies are. These minds are powerful out here in the streets, you know? Mm -hmm. We have a lot going on between these two ears. But you want to talk about a plus-size model on, on Cosmo or Kim Kardashian's too thin. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Not at all. But that's the culture we live it in, is. right? Like, we... We have to be judging somebody for something. If it's Someone, not their size, yeah. it's what they're wearing. Right. It's what they stand for. Right. I don't know. It could be anything. But right. that's, I mean, that's what, I don't know if that's human nature or if that's just American culture. It's, so it, I think it's just, no, it's though, not. Because this is UK. It's, this, this originated in the it UK. It is the Cosmo UK. You know, it's like, I'm not on Instagram. So I, I can't speak personally. But I have spoken to people who are on Instagram and they've made mention of how people can snatch themselves in or they can put filters on themselves or do all types of photoshopping that you as the, as the person who is viewing this picture, you have no clue. You just think, look how perfect this person is. Yes. How are you meant to be happy in your own life if you're looking at this person who's snatching <laughs> their waist in with a filter or, you know, with whatever mechanism? flawless complexion. Exactly. You know, it's funny because, like, I play with the uh, filters on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I never post anything, mm -hmm. but I play with the filters on it whenever I take a picture just to see if, you know, what it would look like. But every time, I'm like, nah. I got to go back to the mm -hmm. real one because I feel like I'm a fraud. If I'm yeah. going to put this filter that makes my skin look perfectly mm -hmm. smooth and flawless. And, you know, they even have somewhere you have makeup on. Like uh -huh. eye makeup uh -huh. on. And it, it looks like you're wearing this beautiful makeup and even, I think, little things in your hair. I don't know how this stuff works. <laughs> but it's, it's really crazy because yeah. that... It sets a narrative. Yeah. It sets a narrative, right? That somehow I think as a society we've bought into. Yeah. And let's be clear, it's not just Instagram. I'm not here to bash Instagram. I have no clue, you know, anything really about the app itself, but I'm just talking about the narrative that it creates. Right. Yeah. It's not about the app itself. It's right. about what what we're doing as people. Right. By trying to pretend that we're or trying to appear right. perfect. You know, I, I heard a quote somewhere where somebody said, happiness is reality, 
minus expectations. And I literally live for that. Why couldn't you have told me this like two weeks ago? <laughs> no, and I mean that because you look at you look at these, you look at be it the models on the magazines or be it, you know, Instagram and you look at these people, snapshots, let's be clear, of these people, and you you think, but what about me? Yes. Let me tell you, love, you are just fine. You are doing just fine. There's not a thing wrong with you. You have no clue what's gone into that Instagram picture, you know, to Photoshop it. You know, you have no clue the airbrushing that's had to be done on that Cosmo model. You are just fine being you. Mm -hmm. That reminded, that reminds me now of, um, I can't tell you, I'm a TMZ junkie. Uh huh. (laughs) Um, I think probably at least two times, maybe more, there have been um, little snips in in TMZ about Beyonce's thighs. I love Beyonce. And about how she photoshopped her thighs. Okay. So that there was space between them. The thigh gap? The elusive yeah. thigh gap? And, yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny because, like, apparently, like, people are looking so hard mm. To find these flaws, like maybe she, maybe in her pictures, she did, what do you call it? The a thigh, thigh gap? gap? That's what I've heard yeah. it's called, okay. yeah. <laughs> so I've never, I've never had one. I don't know <laughs> You and I means. both, can I, can, <laughs> and I don't want you to lose your, your thought, but a non-thigh gap is what I live for. <laughs> I, I mean, and we'll get into that, but yeah. yeah. But you know, so she may, I don't know, have photoshopped her pictures Mm -hmm. so that she has a thigh gap Mm -hmm. but boy people are paying such close attention to that and I was I I remember seeing it at least twice and I'm just like man people are hating on Beyonce and I don't know who's hating on the queen right but anyhow carry on but it's funny because you know she may or may not have a thigh gap but she is she has got a gorgeous body so like thigh gap or no thigh gap Mm -hmm. she is a she looks amazing. She's okay. So she has a beautiful body, a beautiful voice, and what I perceive as a beautiful heart. And come for me if you want to, but I love Beyonce. Number one, <laughs> number one fan over here. But you know, it's it's interesting when when you talk about that, about having a thigh gap or not having a thigh gap. I personally, and I said this to you many times, I think that women who are curvy and have a shape about them, I think they are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I am not looking for any one woman to be super slim or super thick necessarily, but if you have a healthy body, you know what I'm saying? Like you just, you you have those curves about you. There's nothing but beauty in that. Yeah. But I think that also goes into like different cultural expectations or mm-hmm. or perceptions, right? Yeah. I think there's a sector of people who think, have you ever heard of heroin chic? No. <laughs> so, in the, no, it's, <laughs> it's a thing in the 90s. There was this thing where it was called like models were, were sought after to look what is called heroin chic. Super gaunt, super thin, super like, just like what I would consider bones. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but why? Why when you can have a Beyonce? Or why when you can have a SZA? Or why when you can have a J-Lo or a Jennifer Garner, who I love. Can I just side note Jennifer Garner? I just think she's so (laughs) sweet. Like, 
I just think a happy body is a beautiful body. Yeah. Yeah. article on people the other day and it was about jeffrey owens who is an actor who used to be on the cosby show he used to be elvin uh-huh. on the cosby show which was uh one of the daughter's husband sandra yeah and he was a reoccurring actor on this on the cosby show for quite some time and to be fair like <laughs> there's this one episode where where i just found him so funny where he kind of mimics Dr. Huxtable's mannerisms, (laughs) and he did it just perfectly. Great Uh comedic timing. It's been a minute, though, right? Like, I haven't seen him since the Cosby. Have you? No. Yeah, I haven't seen him since the Cosby show. Well, apparently, he's back in the news. Mm -hmm. And he's back in the news because he was seen working at Trader Joe's. Apparently, one of the customers in his line, without his knowledge took a picture of him and posted it on the internet to showcase how far he had fallen. Wow. And I thought, the nerve. Yeah. The absolute nerve. And now he's on like a morning show circuit kind of talking about how, yes, he was working at Trader Joe's. It'd been a minute since he had a constant role. He is working, but he hasn't worked constantly in a good while. And so to make ends meet in between having gigs, he's working at Trader Joe's. Yeah. And now he he was living his life as a peaceful citizen. And now he's on the internet. And some people are saying, look how far this Cosby actor has fallen. Wow. Which I think is really, honestly, sad because you you legit have to do what you have to do. Yeah, I mean, essentially any job is exactly that. I don't work because I love to spend 40, 50 hours <laughs> away from my family every week. Right. I work because I have bills to pay. Right. And because I want to have money to do the things that make me happy. Right. Or to save for things that I want Right. I don't work because I love it. It's a means to an end. Yeah. So, you know, a job is a job is a job. I don't care what it is. If you, you know, I'd be curious to know what most of these people who are looking down on him, what they do for a living. Are they are they millionaires who don't have to, you know, work a part-time job? What are they doing in Trader Joe's then? What are they doing there? Right. And no, no shade to Trader Joe's. (laughs) I'm just saying. Right. Well, it's like a discount. It's kind of like a discount version of Whole Foods. Right. 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 The way I always understood it. Um, So, yeah, that's a good point. If you're buying your groceries at a discount store, granted, it's still like organic food, but it's the discounted organic food, then clearly you're on a budget. And you're going to shame somebody who is working to make ends meet? Right. Shame on you. Shame on you. Exactly. We all trying to make ends meet out here in these streets. <laughs> yeah. Can Can I be honest? I've been ashamed of my job before. You have? I have. How so? So this is when I was young. I was, I think I was 17 or 18. Um, I just graduated high school. And I landed a very prestigious job as a teller. Ooh. And... To be fair, I thought 
that I had made it. And I, um, at a time where some of my friends were still trying to figure out employment um, while they were going to school, I, fig- I found myself in a position where I had a solid nine to five. I wore a button down <laughs> and slacks. You were a grown up. I was a grown up. I thought I had made it. Mm-hmm. Turns out not so much. Okay. <laughs> so like I wanted, there were things I wanted to do that this job just was not, the the financial means were not there from, from this job. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still for me very much a minimum wage job. Yeah. Right. So I had to find supplemental income. This girl who had made it as a teller had to find supplemental income. So I went to Kmart and I applied at Kmart. I don't even know if Kmart's still around, but I applied at Kmart and they decided to hire me. And I used to work nights at Kmart. Mm -hmm. Well, I hadn't really told anybody. I hadn't told my family or any of my friends that I had a night, night job. What did they think you were doing? You know what? Right now, I don't even know. I don't know. Um... I don't know, maybe studying. I don't know, right? Go to the library. (laughs) I don't know, but I for sure did not tell them Mm -hmm. that I'd uh, taken on a second job at Kmart. (laughs) And mind you, at at that point, for some reason, my thought process was I had made it. Mm -hmm. I was a professional woman. So why did I need a second job, right? Okay, because I didn't have any money. Let's be clear, okay? (laughs) Like I wanted to do things and my money, my, my, my coins were not adding up. So anyway, I'm in my, I was a cashier. I'm at my register and I'm scanning, you know, my customers and getting them through the line. Well, one night I looked up and the next person in line was my sister. (laughs) It was my oldest sister, okay? And we both looked at each other like, what are you doing here? And I, I... flew away from my register, ran into... You had a customer and you just bailed on them? I bailed on my sister customer, okay? And (laughs) I left and I ran to the pillow aisle to hide. I'm serious. Because I was so ashamed of having this job. Wow. For what... Let's be clear. For what reason? Yeah, what was, what was the I don't, for? Because I thought I had made it. So why, if you made it, do you need a second job? The truth is, I wanted something and I was willing to work for it. And that should have been something I, I should have been proud of. Yeah. And I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And as an adult now, looking back at that, I cringe. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I, could, I can appreciate that. You know, I... um. I always swore that I would never work fast food in my mm-hmm. life because I was just like, oh, you're going to stink all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just gross, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, I'm never working fast food. Never, never, never. And all through high school, I worked, but I worked at um, retail stores in the mall, you know. Oh, you had the and bougie job. I did. So <laughs> I thought, you know, I already thought I was something mm-hmm. else because I didn't have to work fast food like mm-hmm. some of my friends. Well, somehow I had a bunch of friends who worked at an Arby's. Uh-huh. And I got a job there working with them and I was like, you know, I wasn't necessarily ashamed at the time, but it was always it it was always in the back of my head that man, I said I'd never work fast mm-hmm. food. And now I'm here working fast food. Mm-hmm. I go home and I smell like grease every night. <laughs> but do you know that was the most fun job I've ever had? Get because out. everybody was friends, we all goofed off all the time. It was so much fun. So anyway, it's just it, it's just funny the perspective. Yes, but but you know like now. 
Oh, I do it. Let me tell you, if I had to, if I had to right now, you would find me up in a Kmart. Yeah. Chilling, like collecting that check. You know, I always had a dream of being a cashier at a grocery store. Really? To, to this day, I would still do it. If I had the time, mm-hmm. I always... It's not the same now, but I just remember being a kid and I loved watching the cashiers. They had a system mm-hmm. for scanning and for putting things mm-hmm. in the bags. And they had like, you know, they knew what went in what bags, mm-hmm. you know, together. Mm-hmm. And now like the baggers just throw everything in a bag. Yeah. So it's yeah. not as cool the as it The art used to is be. lost. It is. Mm-hmm. And it really was an art. Mm-hmm. And I was just so fascinated by it. So, you know, it's just funny what some people think is success and some others are failure. Right. Like for me... Fast food seemed like a failure. Right. Working at a grocery store seemed like success. Right. For a long time and sure. probably still to this day right. is right. something that I would like to experience. Right. For whatever reason. So it's just weird about... It is. Know. But you know, like the, the truth is, if you have a job and you are a contributing member to this society and you are taking care of yourself and your people, mm-hmm. you are okay with me. Yes. Absolutely. And that's just it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just it. You can't shame people for doing what they got to do to make ends meet. Yeah. And, you know, like for me, I've worked really hard to try to, you know, build a career Mm -hmm. and be successful. Yeah. And I think I've... I've worked hard and I've got a You've I've achieved got a, a level job. of success. I, yes. Yeah. And I still feel like I'm lacking. I don't... Yes. Really know so it's so funny because I don't think you can... I don't think anybody's ever satisfied. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to, to shame somebody for doing what they have to do, I think is wrong. Especially like when I think about the fact that I've achieved something that I was working for and I still don't feel satisfaction right. from right. it. So you know what? There's probably a lot more happiness to somebody who is mm-hmm. doing what they have to do to to take care of themselves right. compared to somebody who's just working hard to achieve some sort of career goal. Right. I there's I don't know about you. It doesn't really make me feel whole. You know why? So I think that I think sometimes people work for other people. Here's what I mean by that. This guy's working to make ends meet for him and his family. Yeah. Sometimes people are working or trying to achieve a level of success to prove some level of luxury to someone else. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's like... Truth bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but I don't care that you have a yacht, but you're working so hard so that I can see you have your yacht. Well, good yes. on you, dude. As long as you enjoy your yacht, great. But like... What you don't, what you do don't make me none. You know what I'm saying? Like it affects my pockets zero. So true. It's, it's just, it's crazy. I'm just, one of the things he said at the very end of the people article that I was reading was he said, don't feel sorry for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, go ahead, guy, get yours then. That's right. Don't feel sorry for me. Yeah. I did watch one interview and I'm sorry to say I can't remember which show it was on but they were asking him how he felt from it and he said he did feel ashamed at first but then he kind of his perspective changed a little bit when he saw how much support he was was getting getting. from all the public Mm -hmm. and how people were just like no you are doing what you need to do and good for you Mm -hmm. and that he's been getting a lot of attention and he was concerned which I thought you know, there's there's still that certain level of pride. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I don't want to take a job because people feel sorry for me because I work at Trader I Joe's. Love he's that. like, I want to get a job because I deserve it. Because I love it's that. what I want to audition. I don't want somebody to just give it to me. 
And I thought, you know, this dude is respectable. Like he yeah. he wants to earn the his money. way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and he's he doesn't want handouts. Right, and that's why he was working at Trader Joe's and. I respect that 100%. 100%. You know what I really like also is when he came on the show, uh, on the show, <laughs> he was wearing his Trader Joe name yeah, tag. I was yeah. like, okay, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that. Okay. He, did you hear that he quit working at Trader Joe's because there was too much too much media mm. attention? He couldn't work there anymore because of... Not that he couldn't work there, but he chose to... To be respectful of Trader Joe's and the business that they're trying to run. Right. So all of this has affected his pockets. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. But he's gotten, I I saw, as I mentioned previously, I am a TMZ junkie. (laughs) I saw that he's, I think two separate articles I've seen on TMZ that he's gotten some jobs. So I think he's going to, he's going to be all right. Good on him. Yeah. is being shamed. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. You. Ugh. Anyway, so we wanted to share some of the things that we are okay shaming other people for. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, as a dog owner, mm-hmm. I, um, I walk my dog on a regular basis. Even when I let my dog in the backyard, I take a plastic bag with me so that I can pick up after her. And the reason I do that is because I don't want to step in. I don't want to step in dog poop right. when I'm walking in the yard, or I yes. want my son to step in dog poop when he's playing in the yard. So I'm always careful to make sure that I pick up her poop. But let me tell you, mm-hmm. I will shame you <laughs> all day long if I see you walking yes. down the street and not picking up your dog's poop. And it's not because you may have left your let your dog poop in my yard. It could be anywhere. Right. I don't care where it is because when I walk my dog, if she's walking into the grass to go poop somewhere, mm-hmm. I could likely step in it because yes. I shouldn't have to walk around my neighborhood like it's a like it's a landmine. First of all, I couldn't agree more. I don't own a dog. But I appreciate you. Can I just go out there and say I appreciate you? Okay? And I shame the person who's not picking up the dog poo. Here's why. When I'm at my mother's house, sometimes I park on the side of her home, Mm -hmm. which requires me to walk in the grass to get to the sidewalk. Uh And there's been a time when I've been going back to my car and I've stepped in dog feces. And then I have to get in my car. So here I am scraping my heels on the pavement to try to get feces off of the bottom of my shoe. Shame on you. Shame. Shame on you. Shame. Shame. Shame on you. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I got one. Ooh, what do you have? So you know I'm an avid podcast lover. What? I know. I know. I am. I love podcasts. And every time I talk to someone who listens to podcasts, I always say, so what do you think about Serial? Yes. Serial is a podcast. Particularly Serial Season 1. Hold on. Okay. If somebody's listening to this right now mm-hmm. and you have to explain to them what Serial is. It's a problem. Shame, shame on, on you. you. Shame on you. Exactly. Exactly. How do you not know what Serial Season 1 is? Go get your life. 
Go get your life. And you know, I remember when we first listened to it, I was at work. Oh boy. I remember when we were at work, I was listening to the podcast at work. I just found out about it. Mm -hmm. And I had my earbuds in and I was listening to it. And I remember our boss, who is our friend, Mm -hmm. who he came up and he kept asking me questions. And I remember being really short with him. And I remember him acting like, like, what's up with you? And I'm like, you're ruining my life. I'm trying to figure out what happened to Hay. What happened to Hay? Adnan did not do it. And so I, I remember I shared it with you. Yes. And I shared it with him and a couple other people in the office. And like for the next week and change. Nobody talked. Nobody talked. Oh my word. So yeah, if you don't know about Serial Season 1, mm-hmm. shame on you. Shame. Shame on you. Boy, yeah. And get out there and listen to it. Yes, they're coming out with Season 3, um, so I'm interested to see what they have. But Season 1, fire. Yeah. What about Season 2, though? Season 1, fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. High hopes for Season 3. I have another one. Okay. Well, first, I should let people know that you have a tendency to call me Captain Planet. You are Captain Planet. That's a fact. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do as well as I should, but I will say that I cannot stand when I see litter bugs. Mm -hmm. I, um, I get that people smoke, but for whatever reason... To like today, when I see people driving down the street with a cigarette hanging out the window, I'm always, I still get kind of surprised because mm-hmm. I feel like there's just not as many smokers anymore. So when I see it, I'm like, what? what? <laughs> so, but let me tell you, when somebody flicks that cigarette butt out the window, no, don't I do get it. so mad. Don't I'm just do like, it. are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's because this is, this, uh, this planet, this earth is your home. Mm-hmm. Why are you trashing your home? Yeah. yeah. Who's it? Where is your bratopsy? Okay, for everyone who's not Caribbean, <laughs> what that means is like, who raised you? Yes. Literally, where's your autopsy? Yeah. You have none. Exactly. And you know, I've not not even just cigarette butts, but I've seen people throw fast food bags out the window Stop as it. they're driving down the highway Stop or something. It. And I just I I get so angry because I don't understand. You can't just like wait until you get to the next gas station you, or home huh, to throw it in the garbage. There will be a trash can. The Somewhere. earth is not exactly yeah. the earth is not your trash can. There will be a trash can. Hang tight. Yeah. Hang tight, partner. A trash can is on its way. <laughs> what? No, shame on you, man. Yes. Shame, shame on you. On you. So my next one is people who do not get out and vote. And I want to be very clear. Oh, there we go. I, <laughs> I touched the nerve. <laughs> I understand that there are some people who unfortunately, due to ridiculous laws, have had their rights taken away from them even after they've served their debt to society. Mm-hmm. Which is another topic that I'd love for us to talk about. I have... Lots. We need to do that before November, too. Agree. (laughs) But I'm talking about the people who have their rights and they choose not to get out and vote. Yes. They choose not to have their voices heard. They choose not to have their vote count. Yes. And I'd like to add on to that, if you don't mind. Yes, please add. Um, So, I understand. I've been there not that long ago. Where I didn't really follow politics. Sure. So it's hard to make a decision on who you're supposed to vote for. Because 
if you don't follow politics, you don't know what these people stand for. What I recommend is find somebody who follows politics. Ask them what these people stand for. I get you don't want to read all this stuff because there's too much garbage. Right. And you never know if it's skewed. But there are people around you, I can guarantee Mm -hmm. it, who do follow politics. Mm -hmm. And they will share with you at least their opinion. And if you don't trust their opinion, find another person. Right. And get their input. Right. Because bottom line, this is a democracy. It is. And we need to make our voices heard. It takes us all to get it to get it done. Yes. Absolutely. So get out there and vote. Vote, people, please. Please oh. vote. If not, shame on you. Shame on shame you. Shame on you. How do you hold your head up? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but for real. How do you do it? <laughs> and if you have any questions on that, email yes, us. Absolutely. Shut the door podcast at gmail.com. There you go. I have another one. All right. Give it to me. I bet you you're going to feel the same way. Okay. I don't know, though. Maybe you're one of them. Oh, no. Shame on me? Shame on you, maybe. No. I don't know. Texting and driving. Shame on me. Okay. Okay. So you. I have a confession. Shame on me, too. Shame on you? (laughs) But I hate it. Yeah. I will tell you, this morning, as I was on my way to work, I was behind a car that was not going. Mm. Or it was going... It was coasting, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And the light was green. And I was just like, dude, this person is texting. I know it. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to have a little bit of road rage from Do time you? to time. <laughs> and so as I as the car finally turns on the road that we were going on, I get in the left lane and pass. The car's still coasting along. That person is looking at their phone. And I get so mm-hmm. angry at that because... There are so many accidents on the road now, and it's because people are not yes. paying attention. Yes. Now, I do text on my phone. I tend to only do it when I'm at a red light. Right. Sometimes I will when I'm driving, and I'm I'm ashamed of myself. Shame on you. Shame on me. Shame on you. But but I don't do it like I used to. Right. But I can. Say You're in rehab. I am. <laughs> I'm a recovering texting and drive text and driver. Um. But I get so angry. I yeah. want I want to roll my window down and yell at them. Don't text and mm-hmm, drive. Mm-hmm. And I I've done that before. Oh look, please be safe on the streets. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what? I'm a big supporter of. If you have to send the text, send an audio note. I do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like doing audio mm-hmm. notes. Funny enough, I don't like recording my voice. Um, uh, <laughs> but what are you doing here? I don't know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's definitely a safer way of doing it because then you're not just staring at the right. phone. But I, you know, I just either way, if just drive down the road and look around you. Right. Nine out of ten people texting and have driving. their faces in their phone. It's true, and it's dangerous. It, it is really so dangerous. is. It and, really is. You know, like people either get into accidents. Most oftentimes, they're not major accidents mm-hmm. because they're going so slow because they're not paying attention. <laughs> but that's the other thing is it causes more road rage, right. I think, because people are driving so slow. I could go off on this all day. But, like, <laughs> there's a road that I take to go home. It's 45 mile an hour. People don't go above 35 on this road. And I'm sure it's because they're texting. Yep. I have no idea. I'm like, what are you doing? I just want to go home. They're texting and driving. Why are you ruining their lives? I just want to go home. <laughs> And so, anyway, get your face out of your phone. Get your, and t- 
until the day when we can live like the Jetsons. Yes. Okay. Which I will be honest, I am living for. Yes. Can we get there, please? Oh my God. Mr. Tesla, what are you doing? Okay. Can we get there, please? But until that day, you people who are texting and driving, shame on you. Shame on you. (laughs) Yet you still have no shame. Always a pretender, always had agendas, and I will not forget your name. Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Andy Anderson and Naya Tain. If you like this episode, please follow and like us on Facebook at Shut the Door Podcast or follow us on Instagram at Shut the Door Podcast. You can also email us at Shut the Door Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and feature your comments or questions on our show. Until next time.